1: What you say is true. The Shaolin and the Wu Tang could be dangerous.
0: Your mother sucks big fucking elephant dicks. Got that?
1: Come on now, dog. You know I give you the mad, fat, super fly, stupid, dope, dumbass, retarded, bomb shit props? Take a big step back and literally FUCK YOUR OWN FACE! As you're listening to this, it is election day. And we love to do this every two years, every four years, and say this is the most important election. We do the, We did that two years ago. And it was. Four years ago, we thought we had it in the bag. Didn't even bother barely talking about it because we thought, how could an unsuccessful businessman that the only thing he's done successfully is a reality show ever be president of the United States? That's crazy. And lo and behold, here we are. Wah, wah. Wah, wah, and his... Uh, his his lasting impression on the Republican Party has I know we're going to talk about the whiskey Ooh. later. Oh, his I know. Oh, his his long lasting impression on this party has been deep and hard. It's been really distressing to watch. But hopefully, you guys, if you didn't get your ballots in early like Bobby and I did and Rex did and most people I know are are going hard on early balloting, which is fantastic, guys. Um, by the time you hear this, that's over. It's so important. If you care about women's rights, if you care about the right to bodily autonomy, if you care about having social security when you get older, all that hard time you put in, if, you, if you're concerned about Medicare, if you're concerned about education. If you're it, if you're concerned about ever actually getting to vote again. Uh that's not bullshit. That's not hyperbole. Yeah. We may get we may get voter suppressed out the fucking door, gerrymandered into non existence if we don't make a stand now. So first and foremost, Bobby and I would like to say if you haven't voted You're probably not going to vote today, but if there's anybody on the fence or quote unquote, I don't have time, your work legally is allowed. They have to pay you if you go vote. Don't let them tell you otherwise. So if you're scared of missing work because of money, that's, uh, that's law. You get paid to vote. Sorry, but most employers try to pull that bullshit. Full stop. That is legally your right as an American citizen. That being said, let's talk about the actual midterms itself. Stuff. What do you... Uh, There's stuff. What is what is striking you? Because this is wild. We're in uncharted territories. Well... where What is striking you as something interesting in this midterm?
0: What is interesting is the sense of complete... Our friends on the right have already decided essentially that this is the red wave and it's coming hard and the the country's being taken back, right? I don't think it's that cut and dry. I think this is going to be a much more interesting day than most people think. Right. I think that we're already seeing returns coming back from states like Georgia, Pennsylvania, even Ohio. Ohio, yeah. Um, that are huge huge turnouts early from younger democrats younger people seem to be getting involved with this election i I don't know if that's going to play out necessarily because we've heard this before but that does seem to actually be a thing like that is coming to fruition like people are younger people are voting and younger people do tend to be bluer voters and that higher turnout probably means something on some level doesn't mean it's going to switch anything
1: but yeah we it, we talked about that a little bit it's a ray last of week. sunshine it's a little bit of a light at the end of the tunnel we've been told for the last 6 months that we are going to get rolled in the house senatorially probably going to be safe but as this continues to go forward Did I talk about this last week? It was the 200th episode last week. So forgive me if I don't remember. No idea what we did. Um, No idea what we did. I had two pollers, I think I talked about it, that came to my door that were like under 20. Yeah. That were uh, passing out information for Barbara McLaughlin, which, vote for Barbara. She's a really, really good lady. She's Um, such
0: a good lady. She's
1: legit good. So- But it was so awesome not to see 65-year-old blue hairs passing out information on politics. These are young people that are activated. They're activated. So to see, I, I don't think the right understands the galvanizing that they've done for us. They've scared us to a point where we know we have to act now. So to see early voter turnout, which predominantly goes blue, like not even close goes blue, to see younger people out there canvassing is very exciting to me I, I don't know everybody's you know what which way they the wind blows to everybody that listens. I can probably assume that most of you listening do lean left uh, that's you know it, it, if you enjoy this, program as a right-winger I love you very much good okay. Lord <laughs> I want to spend time yeah with I want to I, I want to have you on the program so we can talk because I want to know what kind of human you are but but <laughs> when you've hinged your entire campaign and I don't mean one person but everybody you've hinged your entire campaign on trans people and immigration you can yell about inflation all you want the entire world saw a bump in inflation and it was for obvious reasons. Could we be reacting to that better? Yes, we can. Uh, let's have a conversation about that. But don't act like America's on an island and we're the only ones suffering from higher um, you know, inflation because of 2020. That's a universal thing that happened. But
0: that's a hard political is. issue to win. It is. Because no one, when they're paying their fucking electric bill, gives right. a flying fuck. How much it costs somebody in fucking Prague? I understand, you know what I mean. But we
1: all need, we, yeah, we all need the. It's way more
0: expensive for people in Prague too. Yes, we, we all it.
1: need context. It's not
0: just us. The whole world, yes, is facing inflation. We got a hit. Period,
1: guys. We got a hit. Global pandemic, two but, years. But I, it's funny you see you see people. I've seen like really well known political pundits and YouTubers that I respect go out and talk to people. Um, not like Crowder, who's a, a closeted gay Nazi. Not that yeah. guy. but um,
0: Steven Crowder?
1: Yeah, yeah, who takes every opportunity to dress like a woman to be, quote unquote, funny. Yeah, okay. Uh, not him, but other people going to, to universities. Almost for a change my mind, has Biden done a good job? And you ask right-wing kids... Which you never think would be on a college campus, but they're everywhere now because they've, they they've been they've been t- they've been emboldened to act are. like assholes because of their parents. Um, you ask them what it, Biden hasn't done anything, and then you start going down the list of the many accomplishments oh. that Biden's managed to pull off in these amazingly trying times, whether it be um, the ta- child tax credit. Uh, during the during the pandemic, which was huge help to a huge. lot of families. He's actually dug people out of poverty. the poverty numbers have declined in the last two years. Yep. He's uh, done everything from uh, student debt relief to the infrastructure bill to the Pact act. This guy's been slinging dick old wrinkled dick everywhere and if it, 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 the the media, That is all right-wing media because we all live in our media bubbles, right? We only listen to stuff that we want to hear these days. And that goes left and right 100%. Either you listen to Maddow or you listen to old fucker Carlson, either way, nobody, no people on the right are listening to fucking Rachel Maddow or listening to, um, you know, Tom Hartman, Nobody on the left is listening to Tucker Carlson or Sean Hannity or, or you know, fucking, uh, what's his name? Little Benny Schapino. Uh Nobody's Ugh. listening to those guys. It's He's disgusting. So well, so they're gross. grifters. They're just, they don't care about anything but money. And they have no platform to stand on. They yell about inflation. No solution. They yell about fucking immigration. No solution. It's just screaming and fear mongering and culture war cancel bullshit. That's all they got. So hopefully, those moderate Republicans, those independents, which I don't, how many independents can there possibly be? But all those people, if there, you, if, if you do, none, if you do, I thank you. If it's like a wolf's and sheep's clothing, isn't it? If you, if you do the pros and cons on each side, I don't understand a, a thinking person that isn't racist, that isn't racist <laughs> or sexist or homophobic would how could you vote on the other side of the aisle? There's 300 plus people running for election right now. 300. We're talking within Congress that are election deniers. 300 people that could be in position of powers that can't admit the 2020 election was done correctly. Yeah. Think about that. What yeah. do you, I say that number to you right now. And what's your f- first thought? Are you shocked? Are you uh, abhorred? I'm not shocked at all. I think, I think it's a
0: this same cult of personality that are, they're attacking uh, Liz Cheney, telling her that she's like the worst human
1: being that's ever lived. Crazy, you know. Since she voted ninety one percent with Trump, hundred, yeah, easily. But since she was on the Jan Six committee,
0: yeah, and actually fucking gives a shit about whether or not we sub, like, uh, I don't know, what's a good word for it? Insurrection. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. (laughs) There's another word. There's another word. But you know what I mean? Like, like subvert, I guess, would be a good word. Yeah. I get is that. Is it like to to try and subvert democracy? Yeah, 100%. That's
1: not forgivable. This is, we're going from anti democratic. And that's her
0: stance. 100%. 100%. I don't agree with that bitch on anything. Anything, but we have to. Except ag- that you don't get to subvert our democracy we, and just pre- say, well, you know what? That election was bullshit and, and I, we don't
1: accept it. I think, Bobby, you hit the nail on the head. What do we have in common as rational, moderate, regular people? We have we have the knowledge that the one thing we do not want to lose is our democracy. So when you start doing uh, pulling shit with gerrymandering, when you start doing voter IDs and making it harder and harder for people to vote, because that ideally is what they want. No drop boxes. Why don't you want? Is there any fraud? No, but there could be. Uh, we need no hand counts. Or, or they want to go all hand counts. So they want to hand count 100 million votes, which should take, oh, I don't know, a day or two, right? Um, they're, they're putting in... But they're going to get pissed off if the
0: results don't come in day of.
1: Which, by law, there's several states that in their state constitution says they can't count to the day after. Till the day after. So what are we even talking about? But... So they're going to try all these different ploys. They're going to feed on the stupidity of people and the ignorance of people. Maybe not stupidity, but some people just don't know no better. They're going to they're going to try to exploit that ignorance. And they have to a great degree. Now if I was going to talk about success of campaigning and strategy, boy, they did a number. We went from like the Bush years of Republicans versus Democrats. And we didn't agree and this and that and the other. And those were the rough times. We are literally looking at the face of delusion. And at this point now, the adults need to take back the room. And I'm hoping that all of you listening right now have gone out and vote. And if you have an R next to a name you vote for, I don't hate you. I'm glad you're participating in the conversation But to scream and moan, what, I always, it's a stupid question, but it's easy. After all of this hemming and hawing about election integrity, what if the Republicans win? Then what? Do you want my
0: ray of sunshine? Yeah. Okay. Um, What does
1: those people say?
0: I was actually thinking about bringing this up. My ray of sunshine is if they get, let's say, worst case scenario, they get both houses back. Let's just. Shoot the moon. You know what's going to happen? What? It's going to get worse. Inflation is going to continue to grow. They'll just Inflation's, blame it on Biden. They're going to cut budgeting for social programs, and they're yeah. going to spend all that time on culture war nonsense right. trying to bring people out, right? Right. So things are going to get worse for two years. But they'll and just they're gonna blame it. are going to try to blame it on Biden, but they've given you another arrow in your quiver by you now can say, yeah, but you got both you got both houses. Why is inflation still fucking inflation? Right. Why Even are gas you prices hold... still five dollars a gallon?
1: Why you hold the purse strings? Well, we talked we talked about this. Gas is a weird subject, only because right. it's corporate greed. That's why we have inflation. Inflation would be held in check if corporations would take the same hit as everybody else did. But when you have companies like Exxon making $9 billion a year and their profits growing, Shell, when you have those companies getting richer during this time, everybody wants to blame the administration. They don't control corporations. Now, granted, those corporations are in bed with the left and the right. I'm not saying otherwise, okay. but let's call what it is, what it is, and stop making it politicized. The Gas isn't politicized.
0: Well, that's the great contradiction, right? You want to be able to come out and say, well, Joe Biden is the most incompetent, useless fucking leader that we've ever had in the White House. Also, he's fucking done this and he's done that. Right, 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 right. Really? Like, how is he doing all that? Like, he's the most ineffectual leader. How is he, like, making gas prices go higher? How is he? You know what I mean? Yeah, I thought
1: he was an idiot. I thought he he was an idiot. Yeah. I thought he
0: had no control over fucking anything. Right. Except for sniffing hair and being a pervert that- Sniffing. Takes showers
1: with his daughter or whatever. You know what I mean? Wow. Like, like, all that nonsense. Breaking news. That was a thing they spread around <laughs> I know. for a while. I know. They but, spread around a lot of stuff.
0: But that you can't have it both ways. You can't be like you're completely ineffectual and you have no control over anything and Yet. you also But you're also you are destroying our democracy and destroying right. our country and right. your gas prices are your right. fault. Medical fucking right. it, it Bullshit. Meanwhile, you can't
1: have it both ways. No. Meanwhile, he either sucks and can't do anything or or
0: he's a goddamn amazing dictator. Yeah, exactly.
1: (laughs) And by the way, nobody's rights have been taken away except women's. Women. That's it. That's it. Which constitute the majority of this population. I've always been under the impression if, if we can get every beautiful woman to go out and vote that's over 18 and vote their body and vote their choice. We wouldn't even be having this conversation right now.
0: In fact, before we move into our next thing, because we've gone pretty long.
1: Well, it's election day, brother. It's election day. We have to do this.
0: If you just left your polling place and you are a woman that listens to this podcast and you just voted for a Republican candidate, please dial up 970-426-5344. Bad choices? Tell us your fucking reasons that you dialed up. 970-426-5344 970-426-5344 Call us. and voted for a Republican candidate as an American woman in this country, why would you do that? Because I would love... I want to know why.
1: Because I care about my children's gender and their are cutting and off it's, genitals and <laughs> five-year-olds and it's... <laughs> I, I don't understand why everybody can't be Christian and why we can't make let's don't, let's the don't, Bible the Constitution. Let's don't denigrate sorry. these
0: women. We want feedback. Oh, that's and I that. going to I want, the response.
1: I want honest feedback.
0: I want. I would love to know. I want rational feedback. And not if you're, look, if you're over 65, I don't give a fuck what your fucking opinion is. Can I be just be honest? Yeah. I don't give a shit. You're gross and old and racist. Oh, God, Because I know you are. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. That's funny. But, like, anyone... Like, if you're a woman in your 40s, like... Do you have a daughter? There's probably a pretty good chance you've had at least one abortion.
1: Do you have a daughter? And you definitely have one or two daughters. No, I'm just saying, do you have a daughter? Are you going to make sure that your daughter... Who the fuck are you voting for? I... Don't under and which makes me come back to the point that I always say it's about money or it's about racism. Either you hate brown people or other people, and that is more important than your bodily autonomy, or you were doing it because of money, because you want your money to keep your money yeah. to get more money. I can't think of any other reasons because there's no other rational reason.
0: There's none. I mean, I don't know, man. That's why I was trying to exclude certain populations. Because maybe they just don't have a uterus anymore. And don't give a shit. But that should even be more there's important. also, like, I get it. There's a psychological thing that happens with older women. They're like, well, I had three abortions. But also, you shouldn't fucking do that because that took a toll on me. Hi, I'm Hersha Walker. But you're allowed to fucking let people have the, the ability to make bad choices. That's the problem with democracy.
1: I thought that was being a constitutional America. I thought it
0: was America. Is you're allowed to make the
1: fucking dumb shit choices that you're allowed to make, like yelling the n word in the middle of fucking Compton.
0: Yeah, you can do that. And then getting pissed off when you get shot in the
1: back. I was just hoping a real solid beatdown, just a curb stomp. Yeah, Just that would be nice, guys. Just diehard three. (laughs) <laughs> welcome, back. <laughs> welcome it's a, back thank you Mr. Kata. Uh nobody got that except everybody over 50 guys it's time it's election day do your part and I know it seems everybody's been shoving it down your throat when we were young we had rock the vote which was hilarious you had, oh, was you fun. had Sting and Bono telling you to vote they don't even live here was it That's hilarious
0: fun. though I think we have an American president that kind of
1: was elected. Who, Clinton? Yeah. Yeah? I think Bill Clinton picked up a handful of points. He played the sax on Arsenio, and then everybody lost their shit. it was fucking ridiculous. It it was crazy. Uh, Welcome back, everybody. It's election day. I hope you got your little I voted sticker on your lapel as you're rolling into your uh, quad dealership and showing Clem and Jess. Just what you did. Uh, we are sitting here on Cloud City. It is the whiskey reel. It is the riskiest of wheels and the whiskiest of reels. I'm here with my brethren, and we are having a fantastic time. We're going to talk about the amazing bourbon that we're having, thanks to the beautiful people at Wagon Wheel. And uh, I believe Jeff is the owner. I, I don't want to fuck with his name. I believe it's Jeff. And uh, he's a good dude. Sorry, I'm horrible with names, by the way. I know faces. I'm that guy. Great place. When, when you meet 300 people a day, it's really hard to get names in check. So it's not it's not that I don't care. It's that, that I'm old and befuddled. And I drink a lot of whiskey. So we are in Cloud City looking down on all of you. Not as much, though, because it's too fucking cold outside to look down on all of you agreed Uh, but we still try to we still try to put you all contextually within our uh what is it diorama of our vision you are all in like a school science diorama that's how i think of all of you i love you all um sitting across from me is one of the best people you'll ever meet And I mean that sincerely. He's a good man. If you ever want to have a really good conversation about whatever, he'll probably know what you're talking about. And if he doesn't, he'll lie. And that's why I love this man. When he doesn't know, he still knows. (laughs) This is one Mr. Bobbeth Van Noyes of the Tallahassee Van Noises. Oh, buddy. Yeah. That was sweet. Thanks.
0: Uh, Across from me. You know him. You love him. He is Mr. Wolfgang Fuck. He is the general manager of the semi-employed.
1: He is <laughs> <laughs> I'm the general manager of on the dole. On the <laughs> uh,
0: I can't. I won't quit. Fire me. Yeah. <laughs>
1: hey man, ride it till the wheels fall off, no, brother. I,
0: no, I get it. Um, no, you guys know him, you love him, Sir Antonio Branderas. Thank you, sir. Of the, I don't know, where do we need you? The Aztec? No,
1: right.
0: <laughs> I mean, we need you in District 3 for the sure. Ro- the
1: Roanoke? Ooh,
0: Sir Antonio Branderas of the Georgia Branderas. Yeah,
1: Let's, brother, put me down if, there.
0: If we can win one thing this election cycle, give me I, Georgia. I want Marjorie Taylor Greene. I want her dead. She's by. gonna
1: win. She's gonna win what? by a landslide. Oh no! I don't want her dead. No, no. I know she's going to crush. I want Marcus her Larson. political career dead. Yes. She's gonna win in landslide. By landslide, way, which speaks to whoever is in that gerrymandered fuck district she's in, because yeah. I'm sure it probably looks like some sort of fucking Tetris fortress the way her shit's gerrymandered. <laughs> Do you say that because she's running
0: against the super smart intelligent veteran ex cop Marcus Flowers who yeah. is kind of fucking got his shit together? Amazingly qualified. Could be an amazing public servant. Yeah, we don't and want she's him. She's just going to smoke him by You being know a why? Giant loud ass. The biggest Karen on planet Earth.
1: I don't feel there's a bigger one. Yeah. Nobody with a thicker neck. And honestly, we
0: don't even call people Karens anymore. They're cunts. She's They're, a fucking cunt. She's a cunt. She's uh, the biggest I couldn't cunt. agree more. Marjorie well, Taylor Greene is the biggest Marcus cunt. Marcus
1: Flowers has the one thing you can't have in that district. A cowboy hat as a black guy. Melanin. I, <laughs> um, it's bad for that district. Uh, no, he's just way too overqualified and a vet and a proven... Good guy.
0: I've Um, researched that guy enough to know I would. He's a good dude. I would vote for him.
1: But why do that when you can have the the really overprivileged white woman whose husband just left her?
0: Because Um, she's
1: awesome. That's why he left. He left. He went. You know what, honey? You're so fucking amazing. I can't even be in your presence. Yeah, you're about to be a two
0: term fucking congresswoman. And I'm just going to walk away from it because I'm because tired she, of you fucking my personal trainers, no, no, you no, no, no. miserable piece of shit. It's
1: because she's awesome. Yeah. That's why he's doing yeah, it. She's awesome. He's giving her her space to she's grow. She's too good for him. She's too good. <laughs> she's too good. Okay.
0: We got to get off this politics.
1: I know. I'm sorry, but no, it's so hard. it's fucking election day. Okay. We, what are we going to talk We're about? We're going to do this. We're going to do this. We're Let's talk, sh- about We're gonna, <laughs> talk about Star Wars. <laughs> We're going to... I'm going to talk about Star Wars. We're going to talk about first... Oh. About... The bourbon we're drinking, bro. Um, So we went over to Wagon Wheel, Uh, who is uh. the sponsor of the program, and it was a journey, by the way. It was okay. So I don't want to throw anybody in the bus. I'm going to talk very generically about what we experienced at the wheeliest of wagons. We went there. We found new label. It's an Irish label. I won't even say it because we're probably going to do it next week or the week after. Found a new Irish label. It's exciting when we find a new Irish label. We've done. Every literal Irish whiskey that's available, except the spots. Now if you know what the spots are, Ooh. it's a very special thing. There's if you guys may have seen it in a liquor store, it's usually back behind the register on a shelf, so you heathens can't grab it and run out. They're called the spots because they're age differentiations. And this these are Irish whiskeys. There is the blue spot right that's like five years yes there's the green spot that's seven years. seven there's the red spot that's a, i'm jumping one yellow spot yellow spot is that is 10 10 and then there's the red spot that is 15 lo and behold oh my the people over at the wheelies Go the on. wagons what are you talking I, and i won't about. say who or why this happened what i will say is i didn't even know there was a fucking gold spot so this was presented to bobby and i in this do you want to have this? And I was like, I would love to, what does it cost? And he said a number I wasn't comfortable with. <laughs> it, was, it was a big number. That was like, we went in for a, we went in for like a, a fucking Nissan Xterra and he showed us the brand new fucking G wagon from Mercedes. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? That might be a little bit And yeah. I know they're our sponsor, but we still kick them back. Fucking ducats. It's like
0: getting turned down for a blowjob and asking for anal.
1: (laughs) Yeah, totally. (laughs) You know what I mean? It wasn't good. Yeah. So, uh, however, we were able to taste the gold spot. And this is (sighs) another level of Irish whiskey. I don't want to get too much into it, but it was four different barrels. Uh, Age statement was off the charts. Let's just say it was worth all the money that they wanted to ask of somebody. So, however... So we, we did talking, another thing. So we did another thing. <laughs> so I saw this bottle on a shelf and went, yo, I've had that before. What do you guys, you know... Tr-? And he, he put it in perspective price-wise for us. What you will pay is probably about 52 53 yeah. bucks, which is, let's be honest, guys, it's bourbon. It's good bourbon. Stop being a dickhead. Life's too short. Pay the extra 20 bucks for the good bottle. Trust me, you will never be upset about it. There, you know, we, we <laughs> and go to, maybe
0: stop drinking just to get fucked up. Drink to enjoy, to the enjoy fucking the fucking spirit. Liquor. That's yeah. what I'm saying.
1: Yeah. But you go out and you drink all those PBRs and JMO shots and Tic Tac shots and fucking Ready uh, eddies shots. Ready Eddies, yeah. You Joshies. Sl- which is just so bad to have your name attached. To that. But what I'm saying is, you spend a hundred bucks at the bar when you go out, right? So knock it off with the price. I hate that shit. This bottle is a Russell's Reserve Kentucky Straight Bourbon. We've all seen Russell's on a shelf somewhere, right? This is a ten-year, ninety-proof. There's not a lot of talk about about the backstory about this per se. The Russells are a family. They distilled together. They chill together. You like that? You Russell family can use that. It's not trademark. 100%. Uh, Russell's Reserve. We've all seen Russells on the shelf. 10-year, pretty good age statement. You're, t- you're getting into the rarefied air of Eagle Rare, Knob Creek, who's nine years, but... These are people that are not letting their liquid go out without a little bit of time in a barrel. Um, I'm going to leave it at that. I'm going to say you're going to pay about fifty two buck. That's listen. Yeah. It's bourbon. It's Suck a, it up, butternut. Yeah. It's a what do you what? It's do you, a ball buster. But I want Bobby to share what his experience with it. It's we'll complex.
0: Um, when we tried it neat, the heat. I think. And I'm not saying this is the hottest whiskey ever, it but isn't. it's it's got a little warmth that I don't think I was really getting the full experience, okay. getting it, tasting it neat. I was like, all right, I like this. This is nice. Right. And then you dropped a couple of ice cubes into my glass and we tried it kind of diluted and I got like different things starting okay. to happen. Um, it became a little fruitier to me, but 100%. like, like, you know, like obviously cherry, all that kind of mm-hmm. normal kind of stuff. It got like a little banana kind of like a spicy, nutmeg banana kind of thing I like started that. to happen. A little tropical. Yeah. Um, it's almost like eating a biscotti, like, like a chocolatey biscotti. Like, hmm. I, yeah. Okay. Like, like
1: so that bready, yeasty, that little Ooh, bit of bitter, yeah, um, yeah, a touch I, of bitter. I understand that. A that's a great. That's actually a great call. Um, that's a great call.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's 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 bourbon. It's bruleed. It's spicy. It's got all it's the
1: fucking breakfast.
0: So much vanilla. So much. It, not as much caramel. I don't. No, think. No,
1: it's not caramelly, and I don't even. For being barreled, It's spicy. It is, but not hot.
0: No, I don't mean when I say spicy, I mean like breakfast. literal spicy.
1: Breakfast spices. See, that's, that's the thing. When people say something is sweet. No, nutmeg, hazelnut, yeah. caramel, or caramel, cinnamon.
0: Cinnamon. Thank you. That's yeah. the word I was looking for. You know what I'm saying. Like, yeah, like it's 100%. that kind of spice. It's like this is like apple pie spices.
1: Yes, 100%. Apples being a great word. We always talk about apple, red apple. In a bourbon, this has a little bit of that. It's a little bit more complex than you think uh, a ten-year Kentucky would be. Way more. When you look at the coloring on it, it's not as opaque as other. Like I I mentioned, Eagle Rare. Eagle Eagle Rare is a completely different color than this. They kept this light. This they kept this kind of dainty little. And and I I, I know you guys hate it, but ephemeral. It it is. (laughs) It is it, no. They hate when you say it the other way. I know. I'm not gonna say <laughs> it's. This is it's somebody floating across the ground, barely their toes touching. Yeah. It doesn't land heavy footed. It's really delightful, and it may take a second to wrap your head around the flavors of this, but there are those bananas. Um, that that feel even the peel of the banana there's an it's acerbic too it's it's got an astringency especially neat that jumps out it's that you know the, what I mean
0: the astringency is something I didn't really it, it's almost like it's bandaidy a little bit almost like truffly. like there is a but I always
1: equate that with umami Oh, like that's a good way to put
0: deep, it. Um savory. Yeah. It's got a savory, savory note it, to it. It
1: does. It has an earthiness to that's it. That's a thank you. That's yeah. a really good way to put it. That's has, a better way to put it. It has an earthiness to it that's really delightful. It's not too barreled after ten years, which is crazy. It's not. Now granted, when you say barreled,
0: neat though it was fucking barreled like when we both said it. Like yeah, as soon but as you taste it, was like
1: Whew, look at the barrel on this fucking but thing. Then it jumped it jumped attack, went mid palate, and then took off and disappeared. Yeah. So when you dilute it, it sits heavier on your palate. I think it's a more pleasurable experience. So this fifty dollar bottle that yeah. we're
0: talking about, how would you use it? I think this is I'm a, not mixing this. Drink this on a rock.
1: I'm not drink I'm not mixing this at all with anything.
0: Put something in your pot bellied stove. Yeah. Light a cigar.
1: Oh, hundred percent. Pour yourself. Make sure this. you eat first too. Oh, yeah. Have some good stew. Have a lovely pot roast. That fucking sounds amazing. Don't that sound good? Uh,
0: By the way, if there's any ladies out there,
1: (laughs) would love to make me a stew tonight. That
0: would be incredible. Um, I would love a stew right now.
1: (laughs) You you have this over a cube or a couple cubes. Dilute this down for a heartbeat. Light up a good stogie. And this is really, really, really well-made bourbon. It's not as kentucky as some of the other Kentuckys. We always talk about it, the sort of benchmark of what Kentucky well is. It's not Buffalo it's not. Trace. It's not it's different. It's it's different, guys. This is refined. It's it got feels, a more
0: elegant
1: uh, yeah presentation. Elegant without being austere. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Bobby gave me shit for that earlier. Yeah, That's why uh, I brought it back. It's
0: elegant, but it's not austere. And I'm like, fucking kill yourself. Jump Never off Cloud City. Jump off Cloud that City again. right now.
1: Never say that again. <laughs> well, these people don't get that shit. <laughs> Crash into a parking spot. <laughs> Our uh, dummy <laughs> listeners. No, i just kidding. See what he says about you guys? I'm kidding. I love okay. you all. Anyway, Russell's, is a, Russell's reserve tenure is a hell of a buy. Hello, bye. Hello, bye. About fifty-two. Yeah, yeah, that's double thumbs up. Super
0: for me. nice. Okay.
1: Oh shit, we're Can back. We listen back. Sorry.
0: Yeah, we had a. Oh no, we're just to gonna call. let it roll.
1: Sorry, guys. we had, we like had a, a hiccup. full hiccup.
0: It's mostly Blake's fault. My laptop was made in
1: nineteen ninety-six. <laughs> this is your IT security chief. <laughs> He's using Windows ninety-eight. It's not his fault. Times are tough, guys. First of all, it's Windows 2000. (laughs) Amazing. XP.
0: I'm feeling really good about it. Feeling great.
1: I remember when Windows XP was like the shit, like the opening screen came up. You're like, oh, my God. So
0: let's say we're about 42 minutes into this podcast. So we have a choice. Do we take a break and come back and talk about the only Star Wars property that, that is has amazing. ever happened?
1: And we're not just talking about that. I I, I no, have, we have to other, bring in a couple things.
0: We have other stuff. We okay. have other media, but I'm just saying, should we take a beat? I
1: think we should take a beat and then go full fucking bore. And just go full Star Wars. Just dick in the television, humping it lovingly. You
0: guys, I'm going to leave you with an old <laughs> message from the Whiskey Reel But pertinent. Very pertinent. This still adds up. Yeah. And we will be right back. Go vote, you savages. Go
1: vote!
0: Do you like drums? Neither do we. Are you a fan of the banjo? Because we fucking
1: are. Greetings, meatbags. We are your mostly benevolent alien overlords from the planet Cherrymandatron. Come to you with grim tidings and an urgent warning. We've been watching you for a millennia, suffering countless wars, unchecked tyranny, global pollution, and the Kardashians. None of these atrocities were severe enough to warrant our intervention, but now, as you reach a critical juncture, you must decide once and for all to vote appropriately or face total and final annihilation. Human Biden is not the sexiest choice. We get it. But trust us. If the orange overlord remains in power, Earth will perish. This will be the least painful resolution for your galaxy. So make sure you vote for the not-orange one. And I mean Kanye West. Really? Really? I mean, you had... so many choices there's 8 billion of it the guy can't even get the dosage
0: right I get it man but I fucking man I love Popeyes. especially in New Orleans where you're eating fried food constantly and I've I've eaten at the what do they call it like the the home store like the original Popeye. yeah
1: yeah And yeah, it'll fuck you up. It will fuck you up. It will fuck you up, my dude. Does it take? I woke up in the morning and the carpet looked like I had raped a baker. There was flour, sugar, and fried bits everywhere. Everywhere. It was frightening. I had to put on my fucking slides just to go to the bathroom. Yeah. Because I didn't want to step in it and you needed to go to the bathroom. <laughs> I needed to go to the
0: bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I don't get people that are like, "Oh, KFC. So, no, so much better KFC than is fucking Popeyes." Garbage. And I'm like, "No, KFC is dog Number shit. Number 1. Outside of their mashed potatoes and gravy, which <laughs> are it sucks.
1: It sucks. Fuck, you're dude, wrong. KFC sides you're wrong. are the worst sides ever. Wrong. They're coleslaw. No. They're mashed potatoes. No. their gravy. It's trash, bro. It's They're, like, it's building in a box fucking bullshit. Their mashed potatoes and gravy are well, fire. It's because your Bloomfield's I showing. love Your Bloomfield showing.
0: I don't give a fuck about KFC's chicken, but I want some fucking mashed potatoes Ugh, and gravy so with trash. some of that sweet corn. Just sprinkle it over there. Ugh. No, just DJ out. Just let me fucking shit my pants right now. I can choke back your <laughs> garbage chicken. <laughs> I'm going to, before we get into media, I want a quick shout out to a, a, a neighbor podcast that we have called the Odd Drunk Podcast. They reached out and gave us a little review. Very, very sweet guys, yeah. apparently. Very cool, right? Because we want to support them. Yeah, I'm, man. I'm in talks. Maybe we'll do like a little crossover. They're doing kind of the same thing we used to do. The old school? We was like watch, watch a movie and talk about
1: it. Oh, boy. Kind of thing. I'm telling you guys, you're going to die. You're going to die. You're going to die. It's going to kill you. We did this for a, a calendar year. Yeah, and it killed us. It almost killed us. Yeah, it really did. We were very diligent. They're probably our,
0: younger than us. Maybe they, they can. can
1: ta- they can wake up the next day and feel
0: this. okay. But at some point, just you're going to have to do segments. <laughs> you're like, just
1: going to die. <laughs>
0: maybe, maybe actually do like a different style of podcast. You're going to be
1: playing chess with Ingmar Oh uh, like within.
0: <laughs> A rewatch <laughs> podcast is such a, a prescription to kill yourself, ah, and it feels so good while you're doing it. it and then you realize it's super fun I'm for dying. you. Yeah. Also, the people listening to your podcast are well aware of, like,
1: oh, these guys are killing themselves. <laughs> these guys are killing themselves.
0: Listen to how drunk he is now. Oh, my God. It's dude. been
1: 12 minutes. I know. And it's he's been 12 so minutes. And he's, drunker. Drunker. he's hammered.
0: Uh, he's hammered.
1: Aaron is crying. Aaron's he's crying. crying. And I want to fight everybody. And I'm just like doing, a good Irishman.
0: I just slide into an Australian accident.
1: <laughs> and then it goes. To Irish, yeah. and then it goes to English. And then I'm Scottish. And then you're Scottish. Um, guys, welcome back. Bobby, do you want to do the call to arms?
0: I will do the... God damn it. I'm wrapped up so in See, he's wires. wrapped
1: up in his life. Maybe that's why my computer gets
0: fucking up, because my legs are wrapped <laughs> up in his wires. Me legs! You know what to do. Yes. Reach out to the Whiskey Reel, 970 426 5344. Crippling Drunkenness, 970 426 5344. Reach out to us at email. That's stupid, but do it. I'll, <laughs> maybe I'll respond. Do uh, people email? Well, if you want to, WhiskeyRill at gmail.com oh. is the place to do okay. it. I don't think that's an effective way to get a hold of us. Send us a TikTok. A lot of people get a hold of us on Facebook. Yeah. That's always a super easy way. When you're also, over
1: 40, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, do that.
0: Facebook and Instagram are the easiest ways probably to approach us, but I'll take a text. I love it. I love a good voicemail. Texts are great. If you send a voicemail, here's the thing. I'm going to probably put on there. We're going to play it. Unless you're fucking Kylie. Then I'm just going to be like, hey, I forgot about your fucking voicemail, Kylie. Hi,
1: Kylie. Hi, Kylie. Sometimes we forget things because we're old and befuddled. Yeah, no, for sure. We're not like these hot young shits at Odd Drunks Odd Drunks. A bunch of hot young light, shits. Green light, those fucking. What a bunch assholes. of hot young shits. I know. Yeah. Fuck off! Yeah. Uh, I love you though. Thank you, guys, so and we will we, we, we will so support you. <laughs> we really will. We we're we're about that life. We are. That's what's up. Uh, we're gonna go right into Tyler Perry's Medea, get- which is our favorite Medea. Uh, yeah, yeah, we are. We're gonna go. We're gonna extol the virtues of Star Wars right now. So if you're not a fan of that, well. Take here's about wh- a 10-minute break.
0: But here's why.
1: Yeah. Because
0: finally, at long last, yes, after 40 years of my life, and I mean 40-plus years of my life.
1: I'm just saying the
0: plus is important. I'm watching a Star Wars property that is made for fucking grown-ups. It's adults. This is adult adults. Star Wars. For fuck's sake. Obviously, we're talking about the Disney Plus series Andor. And or, however one says it, my name is
1: Diego Luna.
0: But Diego Luna,
1: Diego Luna.
0: Maybe we should take all their stuff.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I will steal all of your he,
0: navigation control. Does he have like a Castilian kind of vibe? Kind yeah, of? he does. He's Mexican. Mexican.
1: He's Mexican. Whatever.
0: As we get into this, the first time I saw Diego Luna was in itumama También. Et tu mama tambien, which was directed by Afonso Coron, who is my, I don't know, second favorite Mexican director, probably.
1: And you, mother, as well? Yes. It is a a
0: fucking fantastic movie, and if anyone wants to come on Judgment Day and talk about the sexiest movies ever... That's if, if they say et mama, también, I would be like, yeah, let's 100%. go. Let's I don't have go. an argument with that. Let's go. There's a lot of hot fucking going on in that fucking there movie. There's a lot of hot fucking. <laughs> There's a lot of hot
1: fucking. It's like two
0: <laughs> two teenage men and a really fucking hot uh, Mexican adult. And well,
1: she—that was the weirdest way to phrase it. Was it Mexican adult? I just didn't want to say to... hot Mexican broad. Is well, what you I... don't have to say that. You could That's say what a beautiful to say.
0: Latina woman. Because she's fucking so hot. <laughs>
1: you were so transfixed. So hot.
0: And... The- and, and what you miss in that movie, because you get distracted by all of the, like, weird masturbation and threesomes and everything that happens Oh, it happens gets in that real movie, deep within the, It gets deep. Yeah. But also you miss the fact that it's actually a beautiful story about, like, um, living life when you don't have a lot of life to live anymore. It's about... Yeah. Being... Uh, uh, it's complicated. I, I want to say this without spoilers, because everyone should watch that movie. Yeah. It's a, it's beautiful piece of work. That being said, Diego Luna. <laughs> Diego Luna. As Andor, Andor is fucking fantastic. This show is such a fucking I was not particularly excited about it. No, because I, don't I think didn't anybody really I didn't really it.
1: understand the reason why are we doing this? Nobody necessarily asked for this show. We all are fans of Rogue One we've we've extolled the virtues of rogue one and how amazing that was as a star wars property it stood alone and stood out in the last 20 years of all the star wars properties that have come out it made itself known as being exceptional and i think tony gilroy right thank you was the 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 brain behind yes. rogue one and i think diego luna after doing Rogue One and the 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 critical and fan acclaim that it took, probably said, "Oh, you want to do a spinoff? Yeah, I'm in. That's what's up." And- so he was he was just
0: on uh, Mark Maron's podcast. And- Who Gilroy? Yeah. Okay. And it was a big deal them talking about this property because Mark Maron is notoriously doesn't give a fuck about Star Wars or Marvel or or life. Any of that shit. Yeah.
1: He's got his own thing. (laughs) He's he's kind of a
0: curmudgeon. But he's he was like one of those guys. He's like, this is for this is for grownups. This is for adults. And Gilroy explained it really well. He was like, I was given the chance to take control of a property for, you know, 10 episodes where it's like. I'm creating ai They gave me the latitude To create a universe Right That built into the thing That I had already done He's like Dude that's like Being an author Like I can yeah. Actually like You just gave me a novel to write Yeah And I think that's a really cool way To approach A Disney Plus series And let's face it It kind of plays out that way This is not an easy property no,
1: it isn't. And we even, we even, big sigh, big sigh. No, and I only mention that because I don't want to just go off the cuff, per se. I will say, Bobby, as you guys will know, is the Star Wars nerd of the gang. And I always defer to him because of the property's history, uh, the backstory, what it means, and what it means within the context of the canon. But I will say, as a standalone... Even if you don't know Star Wars, I cannot express this enough. And this, from a layman's point, sure, I know Star Wars, like everybody knows Star Wars, but I don't know how all the timelines correlate. I don't know any, like, back bullshit, Attack of the Clones and how that moves with this. and There's a lot of spinning plates in Star Wars. What I will say, as a single individual property... As an adult, this feels like we're watching an Agatha Christie mystery. <laughs> this feels like we're watching a Law & Order episode where it's cloak and dagger. It's a very true true crime, cloak and dagger sort of feel. And it it's, doesn't feel like Star Wars. There's not a ton of aliens in it, although there are. It It's... Some droids, some some droids, and all stuff. that kind of stuff. You remember it, Star Wars, within the course of watching. This is it, about the people, but it's about the people, and it's really, really visually acting Ooh. and writing. I, I said to Bobby, I was like, "Out Rogue One, we all loved. Outside of four, five, and six, which is New Hope, and you know, Empire and Jedi." Those I grew up with, so there's a nostalgia attached to it, so I can't hate those. Outside of those, this might be the best Star Wars property that I've ever seen. It's it, it really is that impactful. It is. It's so well written. It just is. Yeah, it just is. You talk more about how this relates to the rest of the Star Wars sort of canon. This
0: is the connective tissue between the sort of... Choose my words carefully, but I would say misguided efforts of George Lucas to create the prequels and introduce adult conversation, politics, um, the actual world that led into what became the trilogy that we grew up with. Right. This is the connective tissue that's going to make it all make sense. Mm. And they do it in a way that is like so fucking like I was so pissed watching Phantom Menace and watching 45 minutes of Senate debates and fuck you know what I mean? <laughs> right. But in, when I'm watching this show, I'm like, holy shit. She's intriguing. Listen to her. Yeah. She's and it's it's Mon Mothma. It's like one of the great all time Star Wars characters, but you only recognize her now because you're like, oh yeah, that was that redheaded lady that was in all the meetings all the strategic meetings leading up to like destroying the death star twice right. and you know what i mean that was her only role now in this show without getting too deep into spoilers cuz this one needs to be watched um now she's a pivotal character yeah and she's important to this whole process sure it's become and you mentioned tony gilroy He's a layered, smart, I mean, his dad was Frank Gilroy, who is a Pulitzer Prize winning fucking playwright, author, screenwriter, Degenerate gambler, gambler Degenerate. like kind of a horrible piece of shit, <laughs> yeah, totally. but also was like such a genius. All the best ones were. And Tony is like, he wrote one of the, in my opinion- i don't know if a lot of people will agree with this i think that um the one movie that he's directed is called michael clayton with george clooney and uh tom wilkinson and tilda swinton the that movie is one of the greatest legal uh dramas i think i've ever seen right i think it's brilliant it's fantastic Brilliant.
1: It's fantastic.
0: Like and the interplay between characters when they're talking about shit that is like normally so boring, you're just sucked into it. And I think that's what he brings to this property is he's like, No, I'm gonna make this interesting. And you're gonna be on the edge of your seat listening to people talk about fucking trade policies and shit. But it's gonna be really fucking good, and I'm only gonna hire actors that are going to
1: crush it. Every everything feels, and when you, when you do a good thriller, which was almost what I'd consider this, yeah, is a thriller. It it's is. like a spy thriller,
0: political thriller. Yes, spy. Yeah,
1: yeah. It, it, when espionage, you, espionage, Heisty. the totally. It, there, what makes those great movies and great shows great is that every conversation between the players has. Importance. So even when they're saying, what do you want to eat for breakfast? I'm not going to have anything. Well, aren't you hungry? I'm not hungry right now. Uh-huh. Okay, I'll have some bacon and eggs over easy. Doesn't that sound good? It does sound good. Well, then why don't you order it? There is these little mammoth sort of yeah. like interplay of characters where it feels like every single conversation is the end of the world. Yeah. And, you know, I hope you guys watch Andor. Um, I'm going to do a quick spoiler. Now that it's fine. a character, a character, is in prison, it's in a special sort of prison, and Andy circles in there. And it's amazing. And now that that person's in prison with no way out, it's literally no way out. And you're wondering as a watcher, you're like, they just fucked this character. This character's fucked. But you know also Rogue One happened. We so, know he gets so out. So you know he gets out. <laughs> so you're like, how is this going to go down? It's amazing. It, the way they carefully construct, and I, I know the, the series isn't over by far, but now that you can see all those steps being laid, it it's just great. it feels really considerate. It feels like... It's genuine, well-written fan service for everybody that, is, that enjoys this property. You don't have to be a Star Wars nerd. Rex is watching this show as intently as I am. It's She's just, not a Star Wars nerd. Nope. It's just good fucking shit. It's just good. You don't need to know anything about it, anything to enjoy this show. You never need to watch any Star Wars. You don't need anything to enjoy what's happening in the show. feels it, it feels relevant. It I mean, feels fucking prescient. It's right there.
0: The character of Biggs, what's going on with her character. Yeah. The interrogation shit that's going oh, on. Oh, shit. Her? Terrifying. Uh, Stellan Skarsgård is... A Stellan f- Skarsgård. Stellan Skarsgård. He's just a
1: Skarsgård. Gee. Jesus. Are, are all th- right? That entire family it is. Fuck oh, off. He is so good. Have you seen Barbarian yet? No.
0: Doing yourself a disservice. I know. Maybe I'll watch it tonight. I got it. It's really good. And or... It is on Disney Plus. Double absolutely up. One hundred percent. Watch the show. If you're
1: an adult that likes really compelling. TV. Do just that. watch it. Yeah. Do, do you like do you like true crime? Watch it. Do you like I don't know Sherlock and detective shit? Watch it. Yeah. It's it, it's for every it, it's really well written and it's a beautifully shot show. Oh my god. It's dude gorgeous. the costumes The sets unbelievable. Bananas. They paid a whole bunch of money for this shit. It's a great fucking show. So, I got one for you. Bring it. Bray I know we're post Halloween. I happened upon a movie that I'm a Shudder fan. Shudder is like a little AMC channel that does original movies. If you're Shudder with two D's, not closing the shutters, like Shudder, like, "Ah, I'm cold. That kind of Shudder. Shudder does really good stuff. They do some shit that misses the mark, but it's a horror station. And they do a lot of original programming. Uh, they do a lot of... They pick up a lot of movies that nobody knows about that are from other countries. And So if you're a horror fan, you already know about Shudder. They did Shudder original, which the backstory of this is crazy. So the whole sh- this story is called Hellbender. Not a great name, right? You're like, Hellbender. Okay, whatever. It opens up with a daughter and a mother who are who have their own alternative rock band. That is amazing, by the way. This is why I wanted to bring it to Bobby, because I know he's gonna totally fucking glom this shit. This is they have this bitchin' rock band where they dress up all the time. You slowly find out that there is witchcraft involved, and why. Um, I don't want to fucking spoil anything. Let me just say that the director and one of the actors is the dad. The main actress in it is the daughter. The mother in it is actually the mother. The other person that's in it is one of the other sisters. And oddly enough, they're called the Adams Family. I know that's funny, but and it makes it really hard to search and look at because you put in Adam's family and what do you think you get? This is a bunch of incredibly talented people that are in the same family that created this dark, almost Norwegian in its color palette, in its uh, depth of, of, of what it means to be out in the woods and dark. And I believe they're like in the woods of Oregon. So if you've all been to the Northwest, you understand how really weird those woods are compared to the rest of the country. Yeah. It's about contrast. Totally different. They're totally different. And you see this journey of a mother and daughter and the mother's a witch and the daughter doesn't know yet. She's a witch. And, they both play in a alternative band, which is crazy. But they don't play for people. They play for themselves. They're isolated. And you see this almost coming-of-age story of a young witch. And it is so fucking cool and compelling and awkward and weird and relevant. Um, it's some of the best horror I've seen in a minute. And I watch at least one good horror story a day as a good boy should. And I, this struck me as different. Yeah. It was amazing. Now, let's go past that. The soundtrack. I tried to chase down the soundtrack. They haven't released it. They have these... We're going to play a song for you later. With And the entire band is the family. Crazy and it's great rock. It's great old, fucking late nineties, early two thousands alternative rock music, right? And you, it, you just can't find it. It's they did the, they did this Blair Witch shit, which is really cool. But they're super talented people. If you have an opportunity to see Hellbender, sometimes you will see the E's in Hellbender as sixes. So it's six six six. Right. Right. So don't don't it's the same movie. It is honestly one of the better things I've seen in a minute. It's amazing. For you horror fans out there. Hellbender. Super fun. The music is beautiful. It's very disparate and shot with beautiful color palettes. I mean, the it's hard amazing. part
0: is actually finding what is actually from the show. Right.
1: And what's the band. Yeah. They made it very Blair Witchy. It's super cool. I got the song for this you. There's like nineteen bands called Hellbin. Right? I've got the song for you. I've got the link for you. We'll cool. play it later. Send it to but, me later. Yeah. Um What other stuff? We just talked about Rexum.
0: Oh, yeah, let's have a quick talk about that. Let's do it. I think it's great. So if you guys don't know this, you might. You may not. You're American. Unless for you have the most Hulu. Part. Um there is a new documentary
1: about the fact that... Uh, oh, phew. saluto, oh, Bless my
0: heart. <laughs> um, there's a... <laughs> there's um, a new documentary about the fact that Rob McElhinney and... From It's Always from, from, Sunny and Philadelphia. A, thank the you. The creator. And uh, Ryan Reynolds, who you guys may have... Never heard of, have heard of. Decided to buy a uh, football club in Wells in a little town called Wrexham. Right. Which I think is like literally kind of a Durango-sized kind of town.
1: Um, it's a little maybe bit a bigger. Maybe a little bit bigger. It's, a, it's like 40,000. I was about something. to say,
0: like 50,000 yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, Maybe. Something like that.
1: But it's a little tiny town in the north. It's right on the border of actually the UK.
0: Slightly bigger than a Hamlet. Yeah.
1: Something like that. I don't even know what a Hamlet is. (laughs) I remember
0: Hamburger Hamlet. But, uh, yeah. God damn it, man. It's such a sweet... It's almost invigorating to watch this show. It's called uh, Welcome to Wrexham.
1: And it's W-R-E-X Ham. Ham. Wrexham. Because the English or the Welsh do it like that. Yeah. It's a documentary about... Obviously, Deadpool, Ryan Reynolds, which they call him Deadpool, which is incredibly endearing throughout the course of this. It really is. And Rob McElhenney, which is the creator of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, right? Um, by a fucking Welsh football team. And they had
0: never met before. Never met. Rob reached out to Ryan Reynolds and he's like, hey, I think I want to buy a football club, but you have more money than me.
1: And 46 million followers. Yeah. And yeah. Would you like to do this with me? And Aviation gen, Right. And a cell and phone company. And Mint Mobile. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That man's that man's busy, yo. Guy's doing it. That's he's doing and it.
0: And he's married to Blake Lively.
1: What? Just saying. Jesus Whatever. Christ. He's kind of.
0: Doing okay. It's doing okay. He's kind of pulling his weight. He's
1: kind of doing fine. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, no, the show's really sweet. It's really endearing. They bought this club. They in this documentary, Welcome the to Wrexham, They they are very diligent about spending literal episodes focusing on a townsperson or a player or a segment of the population that's not necessarily. It's not. Masturbatory. It's not like, hey, look at us. We did this.
1: Well, let's, let's,
0: am I wrong about that? Let's back
1: it up from a 30,000 foot view. Yeah. Imagine, if you will, there's a Welsh town. And by the way, Wales and England are not the same country. Fuck no. They They don't don't even speak the same language. They're within Great Britain. The Welsh are very proud people. They have a football club that hasn't been doing well for 15 years. They used to be really good. And now, this football club, uh, McElhenny and 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 Ryan Reynolds said, "Let's try to buy a club." They got interested. They got you know, like genuinely interested. They bought this club, right? Can you imagine somebody swooping in and buying your favorite team, right? So, this we can call it soccer, but for the context of this, we're going to call it football, just because I appreciate what they're doing. So, you have this small little Welsh town that their team has been around longer than anybody else's. They're the oldest team to be playing football. So the, the, the context of the culture is deep. This team means more to people than their families. And I'm not bullshitting more than their business. This is literally when they win, we're happy when they lose. We're sad. Everybody it's, it's super affecting what this team means. So you have these two fucking yanks that go in and buy it and their whole premise to buying it is we want to give the team back to the people. They want to make them feel like they control their team again. And that we want to make you relevant in English football. There's a bunch of tiers of importance. There is the top tier. There's like premier league. There is the National championship league championship. and then there's there's tier 1 and tier 2 those make up the four top tiers Un, right underneath that as quote unquote amateur even though they're professional is called the national league that's where this team is so in in English football you have to be invited to go up or you get degraded down It's the weirdest thing. Imagine in the NFL, if you sucked, you'd go down into another league. That's what happens in English football. So this team hasn't been doing great for 15 years. So these guys buy him. They pump a bunch of money. And when I mean a bunch of money, I mean like a million bucks. And I know that doesn't sound like it should be a lot to Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhoney. But listen, a million bucks is a million bucks. Let's not get it twisted. It, those guys won't die after a million bucks, but they're looking at this as a suck hole financially. And now you get to see this whole progress of them buying the team, buying the stadium, getting players, getting managers. Well, it's interesting. Getting, it's so fucking interesting.
0: There was, I love it. There was one episode, and I don't recall which, but it was very early on, the second or third episode. They literally had to. So they have like almost like a Green Bay Packer kind of. The town owns the team. The town owns the team. Right. So when Rob and Ryan had to interview for basically like, will you. Did to
1: ask for permission.
0: Will you allow us to buy your club? They had to actually go on Zoom on this huge Zoom meeting with like hundreds of shareholders.
1: It was 75%. Of the shareholders, 75% needed to agree. Yeah. And they got 94%, 95%, 96%. Still,
0: I, I'm sure that was a.
1: That must have been cool. That was a moment, right? That must have been fucking you're
0: literally bitching. just talking. You're not talking to executives. You're talking to the town. The They're town is to the telling town. you.
1: Yeah. The town is telling you. So you're. We either want you or we don't. I'm Ryan Reynolds. I'm Deadpool. I, I can to, do anything. I can do anything. I have to convince a town of Welshmen, <laughs> yeah, to say, yeah, okay, you can buy our team, yeah, like literally, and Crazy. they did by overwhelming uh, majority. And when you watch it, it's dramatic. It's dramatic. Like as you're shit.
0: into it. Like you're just like, oh shit. And then next, what thing are they, they going to say? Even though you know
1: <laughs> you're you're rooting for what Wrexham. Next thing you know, they've drawn you in you little sus bitch and you're rooting for a fucking English football club that you never cared about nor would you and you every every goal that gets kicked you're fucking standing up off your couch going fuck yeah or you motherfucker like you're doing the same thing we do every sunday and monday and thursday bobby and i
0: 100%
1: you you they bring you into that feeling and you you recognize this is a town in Wales that is so dependent upon steel and coal and things that are gonna become outdated soon. And they're hurting. It's been a bad fifteen years. And these granted, I know it's bougie, these two guys walk into this town, not literally but financially, and things start moving. Yeah. businesses start seeing more profit yeah games start getting packed there's an excitement and they and did they got better they got better now i'm at a certain point in the season so no spoilers no spoilers but let's just say the team is better than it was before they got it yes let's just say that and money may have something to do with that. I mean, there's a... Well,
0: kind of. Yeah. But you know I mean, what I'm the saying. The money plays a role. But, I mean, when you get relegated, when you get relegated into you a lower... You get dropped down. ...into a lower, lower league, relegation is a fucking... That must suck. That is a kick. Because... And that's
1: like saying... Wrexham was the championship. ...the Miami Dolphins
0: get fucking sent down to, to fucking... fucking the CFL. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But Wrexham was championship league. Yeah. At one point. They never were Premier League, but they were at the second tier. They were a real fucking deal. It's a big stigma. It is. To have that attached to And apparently the hardest jump is to go from national to tier two. That's like the one team. Out of 24 teams every year, it gets the opportunity to jump. To bounce. So we're going to follow this thing, because I'm not going to stop watching it. It's fucking interesting as shit. Um, I'm not going to stop doing that. Uh, But if you enjoy a good time and a heartfelt, like, it's heartfelt. It feels good. It feels fucking good.
0: So British film. Let's talk about that for two seconds. Why? Because this is... this. Plays the game that British film has played for a long time. When it comes to movies like The Commitments, The Full Monty, Yeah, um, Underdogs, Pride, Underdogs, the Englishman that went up a hill and came down a what, mountain. What was the? It's sto- about
1: small. What was the Stallone movie? The soccer movie. I, what? Stallone stock soccer movie. I have no fucking. Are idea. Are you fucking kidding me? Am I'm I not kidding have to you. Look this Even alive, I have no idea. Oh my god. Um, it's called fucking, come on, come on, Bobby. I don't know. I, so, I, I like Sylvester
0: Stallone did a Yeah, he movie.
1: did a, um, fuck you.
0: I, all right. All right. <laughs> keep talking. I'm looking. No, it's fine. I don't really know what you're talking about, but I don't necessarily follow football that much, but I'm really starting to like, dude, I went on my, what is it? Xbox ea sports live or whatever that i pay for every month and i downloaded like the fifa from like two years ago because i just want to play fucking football i want to play soccer and i fucking love it man so i'm like stupid. i'm just like oh my god i'm chelsea they got the only american player in the fucking victory league. i have no idea what you have never
1: is. seen victory no 1981 stallone plays a goalkeeper and this is about a bunch of people that are, were in a concentration camp that played soccer and they got so good that they played against the fucking Nazis. And then they eventually I've broke themselves out of the fucking players uh, part of the stadium to escape. Right. You've never seen victory? Nope. I've never seen victory. All right. Do you want me to tell you some of the uh, people in it? Yes. Um, Sylvester Stallone, Heard of him? Pele, Michael Caine, Bobby Moore is a footballer. Another Max von Sydow. Oh, he's good. I've heard of him. Mike Summerbee, who is a famous footballer. Dude, this was fucking. Sylvester Stallone
0: played the the goalie. goalie. That's interesting, and he was great. I'll check it out, dude. Victory, guys, watch Victory. Well, it's fun. Before we move into other things like. You know, World Cup It's happening The Coup cool. the You mean the Coup cool. The cup is happening soon The Coup cool. And From what I understand Let's pick
1: a team Well,
0: I mean I'm gonna pick the fucking United States of America Apparently They are gonna ha- suck ass They have the best shot they've had in
1: Then let's go USA decades. USA Is what oh, I understand USA
0: the United States probably has their most talented team they've had in fucking forever. Watch out for the Germans. They're not going to win the World Cup, but could I pick France? You can pick whatever bullshit you want to, man. Oh my god. Do you see the hatred? <laughs> yeah. You say World Cup. Of course I'm gonna fucking root for the fucking yeah. our boys. You our know boys what I mean? in blue. Our boys in blue. Yeah. So it's about that time. All right, we've been we've been just meandering, gassing on. Yeah, but it's been great for an hour and twenty minutes. It's been awesome. But this is more of a an episode of the whiskey reel than what we did last week, for sure. Fucking ain't right. This is more what we do. This is what we do. This is what we do. So I will probably start because um, mine's. I mean, I'm gonna clutch, but I'm not gonna clutch too hard.
1: No, I'm gonna present to you a joint clutch. Okay, so okay. I'll go. I'll go. Do you want to go first? No, go ahead. I'm. Mean, I you don't go really first. Go, go, go.
0: It's time that we both clutch our pearls. Don't do it. Anymore. I'm gonna do it. It's saying it. that we both clutch. Don't. I'm don't gonna do fucking it. Do it. I'm fucking doing it. We're going to clutch our, per- our pearls. Our of wisdom.
1: Purring, ding 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 ding. Go ahead and say it.
0: Okay, so last week, some of you guys that listen to our podcasts may have heard last week's Judgment Day that I did, and it was rough, bro. Like, Weird. Got into some... Weird. We got into territory, you know what I mean? Yeah, We man. were talking some territory. You got into
1: the grundle.
0: But it hit me. I was like, <laughs> man, I was like when i was going back and i was editing it because i was so like man we really we delved you dug into some stuff but i went back and i edited it and i was like that's bullshit man like why the fuck would i be afraid of having a conversation about shit that's real yeah and shit that actually happened like sure. what, what am i afraid of
1: mm-hmm. like
0: and it there's like a broader context to that, it's like, why are we all so afraid? And I don't want to sound like Elon Musk,
1: you know what Please I mean? Please don't. But are you going to start charging me eight dollars for a check mark? <sighs> we could talk about that. Uh, but like, bad decision. But
0: why in the fuck would I be afraid to actually just have an honest conversation with another human being, who's a intelligent, smart, funny guy? <laughs> I love Wes, but like. But I was like not expecting the conversation that we had, hmm. and I w- and, and I'm not gonna lie, I was a little bit like, I, how do I present this? Yeah, and you know what? You present it by being fucking honest and presenting the truth. He came on here with an honest conviction and was like, I'm just gonna be. This is who the fuck I am. You want to? You want me on your podcast? You got me on your podcast. This is me. Here we go. You know what I mean. And I think that's actually, like, there's a bigger lesson there of, like, we have grown so accustomed not to hearing the truth. We've grown accustomed to being afraid of it. And I'm tired of being afraid of the fucking truth. That's dumb. And think about it, dude. That's all we've done on this podcast for four years is we, I have given more of myself mm-hmm. on this podcast than I have ever in any relationship I've truth. ever been involved in. Ask, ask them. You ask them. Yeah. <laughs> Some of them been on here and they're like, yep. <laughs> yep. But you know what I'm saying? It's I just got like you. It, it This, if nothing, this is an opportunity for us to uh, embrace truth. Mm. We're not going to get canceled on the whiskey roll. No. We're not going to get canceled. We
1: don't, We're not enough, gonna get. we don't have enough listeners. Why do we even
0: think those words? Why do we even like, <laughs> ponder the idea that, yeah, this might not go our way Right Who gives a shit, man? We're talking to the people that love us To the people that we love And we should just keep doing what we do Which is just be honest and open and vulnerable and truthful it's Very true And thank you, Wesley, for doing that You are a, just a beautiful jagass I love you I, You kind of reopened my eyes a little bit Because mm-hmm. I feel like I've become a little too guarded I don't have anything to be guarded about. The the best episodes of this podcast have been when you and I and Sean have been at our most vulnerable. Yeah. That's always been what makes this podcast rise above the
1: rest. Yeah. I'm not I'm not going to doubt that. And I'll thank him for doing that. It's a hard thing. <laughs> it's a hard thing to do. It is a no, super really hard is. thing to do. And sometimes you don't know you're doing it when you're doing it, but you're doing it. Like it's the this fucking microphone in your face makes you do a lot of weird things it makes you vulnerable it makes you say what you wouldn't otherwise say and knowing full well you're being recorded and so it's a very it's a it's like a don it's like what's the word chaotic like don Quixote yeah, yeah. like Quick, it's like, quixotic it's quixotic Um, sort of effect where you go into another world and you start just spilling and spitting it's
0: it's living your truth through another medium basically but it
1: feels harmless because you're in a room with a microphone and then everybody hears it so it's very scary and I appreciate the people that like come on and do it so good on you I appreciate you Um, I had a weird last two weeks I am, if you guys don't know, whether you know or you don't know, I am no longer with the company that I was with. Um, I have been uh, mandated by my beautiful wife, Rex, to chill the fuck out. Uh, Apparently, my stress, not apparently, ideally, my stress and my anxiety was affecting everything in my life. It was sun up to sundown and all the way all around me having to work. It was constant. People asking me for this or asking me for that or demanding this or demanding that. Now, that being said, sounds horrible, right? It wasn't that horrible. But it took a lot of energy out of my life. And now that I have not had that for a couple of weeks... I find myself in this weird transitional point where I feel like nobody wants you, nobody needs you. Not in a bad way, but after being kind of like the centerpiece of attention for so long, not being the centerpiece of attention for people leaves a void, right? And you fill that void with different stuff. I'm not trying to say I'm... I'm, I've actually been very good. I'm working out all the time. I'm eating well. I'm not fucking drinking too much. I'm not doing drugs. I'm not saying I'm filling that void with that. I'm just saying there's a void where I'm not the man anymore. Right? I was always the go-to man. You know, like, what's this motherfucking texting me for? Who's this guy calling me? Who? What, what do you need? And I'm not needed anymore that's weird that's weird and I'm trying to find my new footing in my new existence and today I had a, a really weird day I woke up and everything was great you know I took my daughter to school I took my wife to work I came back and I immediately felt depressed and I didn't know why. And I said to Bobby, I was like, yo, man, like, I'm not like, what's going on, dude? Why am I? F- I've never had this much, quote unquote, time off. I've never in my adult life had this much time off. I'm feeling really anxious and weird about it. And. And. I'm trying to figure out like what the fuck is happening right now, and I told Bobby, and the Bobby kind of like brought me down to earth. What'd you say, bro? Well, I don't remember. <laughs> that
0: was that was I exactly
1: mean, what I wanted out of Bobby right there. No, no, I, I'm kidding. I'm I remember
0: kidding. having this conversation, and I remember just saying to you, "Yeah, it makes total sense because you feel less validated. Yeah, you're not just, being." validated by people needing you at that moment and it's jarring
1: yeah it should be fucking amazing right it was the first week was yeah you're like oh free bird bitches oh yeah it was amazing yeah you're
0: just like it's like 2 p.m you can just masturbate on your fucking new couch or whatever and just like this is amazing but no you you lose something in that process yeah because as much as you hate it you, you love, love those text messages. You yep. love those phone calls.
1: You love being important.
0: You love being important. Yeah. But the realization that you come to, and I'm not taking over your. No, no, no. Pearls. Please. I want you to. The realization that you come to is like it doesn't matter if you're not important to those other fucking 60 people anymore. You're important to three people. Yeah. And fuck everybody else. Yeah. Your daughter, your mom, and your fucking beautiful partner need you more than anything, right? Yeah. Who gives a shit? Yeah. Other than those people, you don't have to care about oh, me. You don't have to care about you Sean. You know I you care don't have, about all you guys, You
1: understand what I'm saying? Though I, like, I, I do. Those,
0: Those are the relationships in your life that actually fucking matter.
1: I feel like I've cut off all my relationships and they're not going to validate you. No, cuz they, they fucking, fucking, they're too close to
0: you. They they're know too close. You.
1: they're way too close. But I I cut off all other relationships in my life from a like real close level because I was leaned on the fact that I was too busy. So I took care of my mom, my wife, my kid, and then everybody else can suck my dick because I was too busy. Yeah. Now I'm not too busy. So now I'm staring down the face of people I haven't talked to for a long time that I want to reconnect with. Um, even you guys, even you and Sean, you guys send 175 text messages a day to each other. You know, and
0: I'm out and of I the talk, loop. You and I talk less now than we have. And I'm not going to lie it drives me nuts sometimes
1: I know I'm just like where, where, where the fuck is Aaron I know and I feel like I'm out of the loop because I pulled myself out of the loop it's fine and I feel like I had an excuse for that because I was too busy now yeah, well, you are not anymore and now I'm not anymore <laughs> and
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what the conclusion that's is that's a
1: good start
0: yeah yep yeah reconnect dude. you get to have a new life you get to start fresh buddy
1: Yeah, bro. I love it. You're still going
0: to fuck it up.
1: So going to fuck it up. (laughs) Seriously, it's amazing.
0: <laughs> what?
1: You're such a fucking sucker.
0: I mean, I'm 100% in love. With I know. All right. Watch
1: the fucking movie. Love it. I know you did. Look okay. at me. Watch the do